Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning, and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option. But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayode. Let me talk. No, I will let you talk. Kayode. Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Lagosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. You know, I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Hello Lagos, good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day, Bola Tinubu has 10 more days to submit his ministerial nominees. It's been 50 days since he was sworn in on May 29th. He has 60 days to go 60 days well not to go he has 10 more days to go but he has 60 days to submit his list to the senate and according to the constitution that's what you have to do now going forward again i will remind you lagos that like i said before the president was sworn in that uh, 60 days was too much time he said a month maximum is enough for any serious government to form its cabinet and put a structure of government in place after the swearing-in. It's now been almost two months, just 10 days shy of two months. A week and three days to go, 50 days gone. Second hard fact of the day, in 1999, it took President Obasanjo five days to nominate his ministers. We had a list by June 4th. Third hard fact, in 2003, it took President Obasanjo 25 days to nominate his ministers. We had that list by June 23rd. Fourth hard fact of the day, in 2011, it took President Jonathan 30 days to nominate his ministers. We had that list by June 28th. Now let's move away from waiting for that list and move on to Abuja where uh, we've got our fifth hard fact of the day. APC chairman Abdullahi Adamu has resigned. Now, of course, before I came into the show, he said he won't comment on reports about his resignation until President Tinubu is back in the country. But we heard from a deputy who is now the acting uh, chairman that um, he has, in fact, stepped down as the chairman of the APC. I'd really love to hear your thoughts on the unfolding drama at the top of the APC. So talk to me uh, anytime throughout today's big weekend. I've got a sixth hard fact for you. Discos want to increase tariffs. NERC is asking for your opinion. NERC is holding a public hearing on tariffs. If you want your voice to be heard, 
email your opinion to tariff at nerc.gov.ng. You need to email them before this Thursday, 20th of July. Email them your opinion. Do you want them to go ahead and increase, to approve, uh, go ahead and approve uh, increase in electricity bill? Do you not want them to go, and, uh, go ahead and approve increase in electricity bill? Send your opinion to tariff at nerc.gov.ng. That is... T-A-R-I-F-F at N-E-R-C dot G-O-V dot N-G. So tariff at NERC dot gov dot N-G. Tariff at NERC dot gov dot N-G. I'm going to repeat that information throughout today's show. Uh, share your opinion with NERC. Do you want them to give approval? Uh, to discos to increase your electricity tariff. I've got a, se- a seventh hard fact uh, for you today. This is 57 billion naira. 57 billion, that's how much the federal government has spent on electricity subsidy so far this year. The federal government says it has spent 57 billion naira on electricity subsidy so far this year. Remember that government also subsidizes our electricity bill. The tariff we pay is not the actual per unit cost of delivering electricity to us. So government uh, pays the discos, the balance through NERC. That 57 billion is a figure that you need to keep in your mind in the coming days as the debate over whether or not to increase tariffs start to heat up. Again, the email to share your opinions, tariff at nerc.gov.ng. One million negotiations cannot be wrong. Thanks for listening to Hard Facts. I've got a great show for you today, starting with the big weekend. Let's talk about Tinubu's plan for a state of emergency in food security. That's our only story on today's big weekend. Now, of course, you want to talk about any of the things that I have lined up here as our first hard facts, go ahead and share. But the only thing we're talking about is Tinubu's plan for a state of emergency in food security. On Checkpoint, let's talk about the Rescue Me app from the police and LASMA's new traffic monitoring solution with handheld cameras. I'll have a LASMA official on the show with me at four o'clock. I'll have a last official on the show with me at four and he will talk to us about um, about um, the new traffic monitoring solution with handheld cameras. And then we'll also talk about Nigeria Police Forces Rescue Me app. On the big hard fact, I have... Um, a cybersecurity expert from Zenith Bank who will be joining me uh, on the show. We'll talk about protecting yourself and your bank accounts from fraud. 5 p.m. So tell someone to tell someone else. As usual, we'll have news updates at the top of the hour every hour before I hand you over to the newsroom. But Lagos, let's talk about today's big weekend. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Return to commodity boards wise or are commodity exchanges doing the job just fine? Does the federal government have the power to create land banks? Should the central bank be directly involved in funding agriculture? It was a big weekend. Lagos, let's talk. The biggest story this weekend was Bola Tinubu declaring a state of emergency in food security and rolling out a plan to tackle it. 
It came in a statement from Delalake titled Stabilizing the Nation, a Comprehensive Plan for Food Security, Affordability and Sustainability. So right now, what we're going to do, Lagos, is go into some of the specifics of that plan, just some of it. So first of all, going forward, the National Security Council will take decisions related to the national food supply. Going forward. Beyond that, Tinubu unveiled a 12-point plan for the short, medium, and long term. Before we get into some details, I'm going to list all 12 points of the plan. Are you listening? All right. Number one, immediate release of fertilizers and grains to farmers and households. Number two, synergy between the ministries of agriculture and water resources for irrigation and year-round farming. Number three, creation of commodity board for prices assessment and maintenance of strategic food reserve. Number four, Increased security measures for farms and farmers. Number five, central bank's role in funding agricultural value chain to be enhanced. Number six, activation of 500,000 hectares of land for farming and river basins for continuous farming. Number seven, deployment of concessional capital funding to the agricultural sector. Number eight, improvement of transportation and storage storage facilities for agricultural products. Number nine, increased revenue from food and agricultural exports. Number 10, improve, improved facilitation of trade by working with customs. Number 11, Massive boost in employment and job creation in the agricultural sector. Number 12, commitment to ensuring that every Nigerian has access to affordable food. That's the skeleton of Tinubu's plan for his state of emergency in food security. We're, go we're going to get into some of these. We'll, we'll get into the detail of some of these. But um, let me hear from you, Lagos. What are your take? What What's your take on these 12 points? Are, are, are there some of them that you agree with strongly in principle? Are there some that you vehemently disagree with? Are there some that you think could work depending on the details? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five seven one nine zero zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five seven one nine zero. We've got WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is oh eight oh nine five nine seven five eight oh five. So again, to go over the list one more time, immediate release of fertilizers and grains to farmers and households. Synergy between the Ministries of Agriculture and Water Resources for Irrigation and Year-Round Farming. Creation of Commodity Board for Price Assessment and Maintenance of Strategic Food Reserve. Increased Security Measures for Farms and Farmers. Number five, Central Bank's role in funding agricultural value chain to be enhanced. Number six, activation of 500,000 hectares of land for farming and river basins for continuous farming. Number seven, Deployment of concessional capital funding to the agricultural sector. Number eight, improvement of transportation and storage facilities for agricultural products. Number nine, increased revenue from food and agricultural exports. Number 10, improvised facilitation of trade by working with customs. Oh, sorry, not improvised, improved facilitation of trade uh, by working with customs. Number 11, massive boost in employment and job creation in the agricultural sector. Number 12, commitment to ensuring that every Nigerian has access to affordable food. The skeleton of Tinubu's plan 
for his um, state of emergency in food security. What do you think? Before we get into the details, what do you think? 99.3, hello. Sandra. Thanks for calling. Good afternoon, madam. Good afternoon. What's your you name, sir? Do. <laughs> I, de- I declare problem on top of all the grasses for Nigeria. Okay. <laughs> Sandra. Uh-huh. Nepa. One increased tariff. What are they importing that they say due to the increment of dollar? What are they importing? They want how many time of light they give to some people in some areas. So I said this to um, to Sheriff this morning. The moment the government are being truthful, everything will fall in place. We will not complain again, Sandra. The moment the government are being truthful, everything will fall in place. This season is season of um, garden egg and pepper. In my community, one form, I fuck Go and see the harvest, but no storage. No storage. After some days or weeks, thousands will go bad. Then, to make it worse, to carry it from the village to the city, the wood is terrible. Most of any season. The only bridge that was done by Colonel Masters, if they pass out to Sana, you go to fear. Because I pack an iron and put for the bridge, and the bridge on tips to one side. So, what are they saying? And now you've removed subsidy going to two months. What have you done with the money that we say we spend every month for subsidy? Where is it? Even Lagos State here cannot boast of the bus they give for BRC. They are all bad. The small, small buses the government bought is gone. Those small buses that use this card, use them again, they are gone. So many government introduce buses, it will not work. We know ourselves in this country. Because we're not truthful to ourselves, we tell lies every day just to steal money. You see, pay for something billion for, for subsidy for Nepal. Before you know it, you that one trillion. And there's no power. Sandra, mm-hmm. we're there together. Okay. We'll All right, thank you very much for calling. We've got Mercy on the line. Hi, Mercy. Hello, Madam Sandra. Good oh, afternoon. Good afternoon, Mercy. Mercy calling from closing. Welcome. So, government increasing electricity tariffs, as I don't understand. No, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not increasing. They're not increasing. Discos have written to them. No, 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 no. Discos have sent their message. Said we want to remove. Do you people approve for us to increase? Now, NERC has come to us and asked us, "Do you want us to give them approval to increase?" So it's now up to us to write to them and say, "No, you don't have approval to increase." No, please, they should not approve it. They should not approve it. Write them an email. Where I'm living now, Mm -hmm. where I'm living, we are collecting an estimated bill. And as of last year, November, we collected 15,000 bucks. As at this moment, we are paying 65,000. So where again do they want to increase it to? In the space of six, seven months, we are paying 65,000. Just this June that just finished now, they give us 59,000. So we again, by the time they have increased it or approved whatever they want to approve, Mm -hmm. we'll be paying like 120,000 or 115,000. As in what? I'm a dry cleaner. How do they want me to survive? How do they want her to survive? Mercy says. Mercy, thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Hello. Good evening. Yeah, my name is Sikiru Lai. Sikiru, welcome. Talk to me. Sikiru, Hello? I can hear you, Sikiru. Talk to me. Welcome. I'm, I'm speaking from Agege. Welcome, Sikiru from Agege. Talk to me. You're live on the show. Hello, Sikiru. 
Sekiru, hello. All right, doesn't look like Sekiru can hear me. However, let's come back to our food security story. Tinubu says that he'll bring back commodity boards for price assessment and maintenance of strategic food reserve. Um, and this is a plan that seems to be dividing um, Nigerians. Um, so Tinubu has given two reasons for creating the boards. Number one, to maintain strategic food reserves and for what he called price assessment let's look at these one by one right so with strategic reserves we already have strategic reserves right now if you if you if you remember once every few disasters we hear of a president ordering for food to be released from the strategic grain reserves right so we have that at the moment uh with the grain reserves the government buys excess rice other grains from farmers during boom time and stores them in granaries all over the country Country. Then when prices are high, during a shortage, government sells some of the grain at a lower price. During the wheat shortage, if you remember, government did that. So grain reserves are not new. So it's a question now of whether or not we need um, these new agencies, the, the commodity boards, to run them or whether we can keep the current system. Now, the second reason, like I mentioned, that uh, the Tinibu administration wants to bring back commodity boards is price assessment. And that takes us back to the 70s and the 80s. Those of you who were adults in the 70s and 80s, um, you remember what this was like. So you have those who say that this is a good thing, who want a community board to guarantee prices ahead of time so that farmers know how much they can sell their crops for at harvest. Even before they start planting, they know how much they will sell their crops for right so you have those who say it's a good thing but you have those who say it's a bad thing they say it's price fixing by commodities boards that it's a bad idea for two reasons first of all it leads to subsidies so for example if the board sets the price higher than market value government ends up paying the farmer but has to keep selling the crop at a loss Right. Second, the people who oppose this price assessment part for, for the commodity boards say that the price fixing creates inefficiencies in the markets. According to those who oppose this, they say that these are the reasons why the last set of commodities boards, which were set up in the 70s, failed by the 80s. Critics also say that we don't need commodities boards because we already have commodities exchanges. Exchanges don't fix prices. What exchanges do is help expose everybody's price to everybody, allows buyers and sellers to find each other, trade freely. You have supporters of exchanges who say that uh, exchanges create efficiencies. And then there's also predict uh, pre uh, predictability. You now have instruments like commodities futures, right? Because what futures do is that they let a private buyer and a private seller agree on a price ahead of time. With that, farmers can know what to expect at, harv at harvest, right? Now, and all of this is being done without government intervention or government subsidy. So you have those who are looking at these commodities boards resurrection and they say that this idea of getting a, a, um, a, a, of resuscitating commodities boards, it may be better for the president to work with the exchanges that already exist. Have government focus on helping more farmers and more dealers get on the exchanges like the Lagos Commodities and Futures Exchange, for example, you know? 
And then you have those who say, look, you get why these ideas fail in the 70s and the 80s. So why bring it back? But you also have those who say it failed because it was mismanaged. But Sha, that is the problem with uh, uh, government-led initiatives in Nigeria, isn't it? Mismanagement. So does it make sense to bring another one back without a plan to guard against that mismanagement? So that's something for you to think about. Do you think uh, the return of commodity boards will solve our food crisis problem? Or do you think that the commodity exchanges we have at the moment can do the job while avoiding the pitfalls of government fixing prices? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five seven one nine zero zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five seven one nine zero. And yes, talk to me about the other things on our list. We bring you up to speed with great talk. If you know what these ex governors get as pension, every four years you get brand new car. I, I'm not giving you consent to get into my property. I don't need consent because as far as I'm concerned. As an enforcement officer, I have certified you to be a traffic offender. Your number one station for talk, 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. Indeed, 99.3. Hello. Good good evening. Good evening. What's your name, sir? Uh, this is Dikino Gundele from Ijegu. Welcome, Dikino Gundele. Talk to me. I had all you read. Mm-hmm. The president's focus. Mm. One simple arithmetic is that the hardest should be tamed. The government, the, the president, mm. should read acts, rioting acts to them. The powers that are, uh, the laws that allow them mm. to live and work, wherever they choose in the country, does not allow them to commit atrocities without prosecuting. Mm. If the president can do this, the full security in Nigeria, the farmers are ready to farm. Mm. You, as you are there, you can even farm. Because you have lieutenants who will be working on the farm for you. If those people have no rest of mind to do the work, where are we? Look at the Rice Farmer Association the other day. Mm. How much they take from federal government? 43 of them were slaughtered by these people, what happened to them? So the food security, the president can do, tame the herders. Tame the herders. Hearing money on the street mm. has no sense in it. No sense in it. Right. How many people will benefit from it? How many people will benefit from it, Deakin uh, Ogundele says. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back from this break, Lagos, let's talk a bit more about the president's state of emergency on food security in Nigeria. Is a return to commodity boards wise or are commodity exchanges doing the job just fine? I'm Sandra Ezekwesli. Don't go away. Welcome back to your number one talk, news and sports station. This is Nigeria Info. Nigeria. 
Tinubu plans to double agriculture's contribution to employment. Here's what Alake said. Um, he said, quote, Indeed, agriculture already accounts for about 35.21% of employment in Nigeria. As at 2021, the target is to double this percentage to about 70% in the long term, end quote. Lagos, do you think this is a wise approach to employment and food production? Opponents say no. They say that the best practice worldwide is to reduce the number of agriculture jobs while increasing the food um, output per job because agriculture itself um, is inefficient, right? And if you have most of your workforce working in agriculture, you will see very low wages in general. Um, Because, I mean, think about it. You look at all the major nations that have become economic powerhouses in the last century. They did it by reducing agric jobs, turning those jobs into industrial jobs, white-collar jobs, service industry jobs, Jobs, knowledge economy jobs. So I'll give you examples. Um, South Korea, Singapore, China, Vietnam, um, Thailand, India. Um, here in, in, in Africa, we've got um, uh, South Africa before the end of apartheid. We have uh, Botswana, Egypt, Ethiopia. Um, in Asia, there's Malaysia. Um, there's Mexico. The list goes on and on, right? So can Nigeria truly turn its economy around by going in the opposite direction and increasing the share of employment from agriculture? Not just increasing it, but doubling it. Because there, like it says, that agriculture already accounts for 35.21% of employment in Nigeria. The target is to double double this percentage to about 70% in the long term. So opponents are saying that this is not the wisest approach to employment and food production. Best practice is to reduce the number of agriculture jobs. A different way to think about this is... You know how we all agree that mechanized farming is the way to go? Mechanized farming actually reduces agric job because one farmer using machines can do the work of several farmers using, to, uh, using um, hoe and cutlass. And the farmer with the machine will get a better output. So when a country successfully mechanizes this agriculture, it ends up producing more food with fewer agric jobs. This is not Sandra Ezekwesili's opinion. This is data that we've seen from across the world over the last 200 years since the Industrial Revolution. So bearing that in mind, does Tinubu's target of doubling agriculture's contribution to employment from 35% to 70% make sense? As far as you are concerned, 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. We've got WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Don't forget to send an email to tariff at neck.gov.ng. If you don't want NEC to approve an increase in your electricity tariff, T-A-R-I-F-F at N-E-R-C dot G-O-V dot N-G. Send an email, send it before Thursday, the 20th of July, and your email should be telling them, I don't want you to, imp- to approve for my disco to increase my tariff.
right? With and these are the following reasons why. This is your chance to be, and I beg to differ, debater. Ninety nine point three. Hello. Sorry about that. Call me back if you can. Ninety nine point three. Hello. 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 Good, Thank, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. I want to contribute. Yes, please go ahead. You're live on the show now. And uh, when we talk about efficiency and effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Efficiency looks up to automation. Right. Like you rightly said, most of the advanced countries, they run away from farming because it's been mechanized and automated. Right. But in Nigeria or Africa, we had a lot of people who are uneducated, who, who are actually unemployable. Right. So the to be able to absorb or mop up a huge, large, large number of unemployed mm-hmm. people, they need to go to agriculture okay. so that they can work on the farms. If you put um, mechanized farming there now, if you take few people and you see a lot of, particularly in Nigeria, a lot of northerners, they are into agriculture. If you tell them not to go to agriculture, where do you want to put them? Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much for calling and contributing. 99.3, hello. Sorry about that. Give us a call back if you can. 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. Hello. Thanks for calling. Yeah, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, you have Emmanuel on the line. Welcome, Emmanuel. Uh, first off, uh, let me touch on Abdullah Adamu resigning. Okay. Uh the kind of politicking that is coming up uh, presently, uh, a lot of the APC people should brace up for it, especially if you uh, if you disagree with uh, some policies uh, and then uh, some appointments of governments. You know, because uh, a good example is how APC is governing Lagos State. You know, when it seems to be a one party and uh, just one ideology system, not just one party, but because even within the party. You know, if you don't believe in one uh, uh, one uh, set of ideology, then it seems you are out of the skin. So a lot of people should raise up for that. Then about the food, are you there? I'm here. Hmm? Yeah, then about the food security or what have you, we don't need uh, words. What we need is action. For instance, closing of border, you know, when we are not food sufficient. What kind, I mean, what logic is in it? So, uh, to me, first thing they should have done is opening the border, let food come in, because it's like uh, you having a, a, a security crisis in your country. Your military uh, do not have uh, enough weapon and equipment, and then you say uh, other countries that want to supply you equipment or whatever, should you, you, are, you are closing your border against uh, a weapon communists for your military. So, hunger and uh, 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 poverty is invading Nigeria. Everything needs to be on the table, you know, in order to, uh, I mean, uh, pushing the effect of all these things. So, uh, about agriculture, yes, mechanized farming, but uh, is our government ready? You know, with this trajectory, I mean, that we have been following since God knows uh, when. Mm. So, we, should, we need a serious government. That is all. Thank you and good afternoon. All right. Thank you very much for calling and sharing your thoughts. Good afternoon to you. Uh, we'll take one one more call and then, okay, well, that call hasn't been screened. So, let me tell you instead about President Tinubu's plan for creating land banks. So, we're still talking about this uh, food security emergency that he's called. Uh, he says he's declared a state of emergency. Emergency on food uh, um, security, and um, 
this action plan for tackling food insecurity is titled a comprehensive plan for food security affordability and sustainability and so far we've talked about um, uh, doubling agrics contribution to employment we've talked about commodity boards let's now talk about tinubu's plan for creating land banks He's calling these land banks. For this one, I'm going to read you the actual text from Delalake's statement. The actual text uh, text from his statement says, quote, activation of land banks. There is currently 500,000 hectares of already mapped land that will be used to increase availability of arable land for farming, which will immediately impact food output, end quote. Now, with this, there are questions. So under the Land Use Act, um, land is under the control of the state governments land is not under the control of the federal government that's part of why uh buhari's administration could not implement ruga or the nltp without buy-in from the state governments nltp is the national livestock um, transformation program and the federal government you have to remember simply did not have the land to implement these programs he was talking about when buhari was president so if that's the case you have Nigerians who are asking, okay, well, um, where did the Tinubu administration get these half a million already mapped out hectares of land? Are they working with the state government? Are they working with communities or other landowners? If they're not working with any of these, is the administration overstepping? Is the, is the, is the administration overstepping the federal government's actual powers? Because the mention of land along river basins, it also reminds me of the failed water resources bill. Because that bill was intended to bring um, those land, lands along river basins under federal control. But the bill failed, like I said. So again, how does the Tinibu administration plan to implement this part of the plan since it doesn't control a lot of land along river basins? Alake mentions the 11 river basins in the country in that same statement and how the land inside them can guarantee year-round farming there. But again, the question is, can the federal government create a unilateral scheme to use these lands? Do they not need buy-in from state governments at worst? Or the landowners? How do you view this idea of getting a million hectares to create land banks? Lagos, 0700-993-993-993. Don't forget, at 4 o'clock, I have Lasma on the show to talk to me about the new technology they're deploying for traffic management. Lasma joins me at the show, on the show at 4 o'clock. But for now, we're talking about um, food security and uh, state of emergency as far as food is concerned. 0700 0700-993-993-993-0146571. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Good afternoon, Madam Sandra. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. What's your name, sir? Good afternoon. See, um, I just want to make a comment. Yes, please. Go ahead. Thank you. The Cocoa House was built by uh, exports no, no, no. Nigerian economy was run by 
a European master's with the export of non-oil exports. Yes. You have the granite, you have the cocoa, you have the palm oil. Yes. See, those are the grassroots that the government is supposed to pay attention to. Okay. Because if they pay attention to that place, it has a spiral effect, a multiply effect to every aspect of the economy. First of all, the people who they are saying now that they want to give the 8,000 Naira to, mm. eh? mm. if they create the uh, transportation means for them to carry their goods to the commodity exchange, you understand? Mm. That this product will not spoil before it gets to the exchange and they will have the commodity exchange regret it and put it into different grades that the people who want to take it out with containers or exports in the port can easily bring it to the port and send it out. The money will go into the hands of those farmers who are selling directly to the commodity exchange market. Mm. So what the government is doing now is that they are not helping the issue where it's supposed to be hit on. Transportation, logistics, to get the commodity, those farm products, out from the hinterland to the export base, to the, to the commodity exchange, where we can do that. Somebody, Agri Rossi, scattered the commodity exchange market by bringing the commo- price fixing authority, TSA, under the command of the president. That's controlled all the commodity exchange market. Right. If they are bringing the commodity exchange market back again now, what they should think of is to let it run through you like the commodity exchange, no government control. Right. If you bring your granite to the commodity exchange, you will be able, the exchange will say, this is the brand of, the grade of granite you brought. This is the price that will be paid for it and it will be taken in into the exchange. The exchange will now take it and join the whole other lot in that grade so that when somebody who comes for export wants to come and buy, and he says he's buying two, three containers or one, two containers, of this grade, they already have it, they bring it. The ports we have built, all the sheds in the ports, from Tinkan to Apapa, you understand? Mm-hmm. That was bringing those things from the north mm-hmm. into the into the port state. Mm-hmm. They are built to accommodate all this um, produce. But today, nobody is doing that now. If the commodities really want to run, first of all, they should think of infrastructure. Government supposed to support them, not this 8,000 we are sharing. <laughs> this 8,000 can't do anything to anybody. We don't even know who they are giving it to. Hmm. Put the structures in place. Put the road and uh, transportation structures in place so that farmers can easily evacuate their products and bring it to the market, which is a commodity stated board. That's the little I can say. All right. Thank you very much. That's not little. That's a lot. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling and thank you for saying it. We've got Jonah in Bariga on the line. Hi, Jonah. Hello, Sandra. Hi, Jonah. Hello. Jonah, can you hear me? Uh, Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jonah. Welcome. Talk to me. Yeah, this is Joe from Bariga. Go ahead, Jonah. Yes, uh, Sandra, my, my suggestion, and a lot of people have talked so much about it. Security, security, security of the farmers. Uh, that is where we're supposed to have declared emergency. And then the, the, somebody also talked something very, very important. The storage system. We don't have it in Nigeria. Not that we are not producing enough. We are producing enough. Then um, another little thing is our behavioral um, um, level. That is what I mean is that 
the farmers should give us the food at a very cheap price. They are bringing the, all the whole thing we are buying, the very, very expensive. All the agricultural food we are getting now is very, very expensive. And then when they hear dollar has gone up, they will increase their food stops. So that is not, is not good for, for the country. The, the, the behavior is very killing. I, I, we are not, we are not uh, importing those foodstuffs. It is, it is produced locally here. So please help us tell the farmers, please, their behavior towards the Nigeria is, is so bad. <laughs> thank you. That is what only what I want to say. All right. Thank you very much for calling and for saying it. Yes. Now, of course, farmers buy fertilizer and they buy um, fertilizer at before they used to buy fertilizer, um, you know, at four something. Now they're buying fertilizer at, um, you know, seven something, eight or three, depending on the day you source for dollar to buy. Um, so, of course, it's going to get more expensive for the food to end up on your table. Matthew says, it's very laughable what that caller said on giving excuses why we should not do what is right. It's like saying people cannot swim the land. People, uh, It's like saying because people cannot swim, um, the land should stop eating fish or fishing. Rather, um, idea-driven thinkers will rather teach that people, rather teach the people how to swim so that they can fish more. If the northern people are undereducated, the solution is to give them the education they need to use the machines and then produce more. These people and their supporters keep take, taking us backwards instead of forward. All right, Matthew, thanks for your message. We've got this one from Toby in Cotton. Toby says, fix power to eliminate food waste, wastage at storage. Fix a transport system to enhance movement of products. Improve access to education to reduce insecurity all around. Give grants and loans to farmers to boost production improve agricultural supply chain that's production packaging processing branding take climate change issues seriously because it affects agriculture all right toby thanks for your message uh we've got this one from harry who says the argument about mechanized farming except we don't produce the machines and don't process the farm products into value-added refinements all right harry because that's also another thing right um, so you have those who say that um, the thing about mechanized farming, about uh, mechanized farming reducing um, uh, the number of unemployed that we currently have. If you set mass employment in agriculture as a long-term target, while at the same time you're figuring out the rest, you're actually trying to go into gear four and reverse gear at the same time. Because the other things to be figured out while trying to get rid of massive unemployment, like that caller from earlier said, how do we train our young people for new jobs? Because my guy said, oh, you know, these people are undereducated. Undereducated people, you get some kind of trainings where if he trained them to. How do we train our young people for new jobs while investing in the infrastructure and business environment to create those new jobs? Because if you're doubling the number of people you're sending to the farm, how are you also going to be training them for those for, for those um, uh, jobs that are not on the farm, that are off the farm, but still in the agricultural uh, uh, um, supply chain or value chain, as the case may be? 99.3, hello. I've done it. I've always... Lady Sandra, how yes, are you? welcome. Thank you, my dear. My name is Prince Wyatt, calling you from a world office. Welcome, Prince Wyatt. When I, when I heard that emergency or agriculture, I was happy. Hmm. Because food, 
is the primary thing in this country now. The second one is security. Mm. We secure the land, we secure the country, our former rebels to go to the land. And the participation of the federal government in conjunction with the state government, that is history again. And they must go to mechanizing farming. Because as, as of today, we need the mechanizing farming in every local government, in every state now. The federal government, the state government, there must be a lot of storage in every local government, in every world. Because when we encourage our farmer by borrowing money to, to go to this land, if they grow all this crop, the federal government, the state government, they have to buy it over and store for the rainy day. So the, even the, the, the farmer who bought it over, they will go back to the land to grow more food. And the federal government, they, step, they must set up mechanized farming. Those are our, our young graduates who are now going into the street, looking for a job. If we pay them a very good salary, they will, they will, they will work in the farm. So when we are talking of no, no job, no job, and you, if we have a fertile land, green land, in every in the majority part of this country, what are we talking about? So if Dragon and I think of this, I'm very happy. This is better, and I love it. But that 8,000 Naira, Sandra, I totally against it. 8,000 Naira for a family. What are they going to do with that? All right. Thank you very much for calling, Prince YS. Um, all right. Let me tell you the president's uh, plan for, you know, securing the food because everyone has talked about food security, right? And the president's plan also calls for increased security measures for farms and farmers. And I think that every well-meaning Nigerian agrees with this particular one. Um, we need better security for farmers, for farmland. It's just common sense. It's no coincidence that our food security problems got worse with the rise of terrorism, banditry, herdsmen, militia in farming areas, all of that stuff, right? But the real question is, do Nigeria's security agencies have the resources and the personnel to do what the presidency is asking and increase uh, security for farmers? That's, that's the real question. Now, the new chief of uh, army staff says yes. He says that the, 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 he says that the, the, the security agencies are equal to the task. However, you have the vice president who disagrees. I'm talking about Shetima now. Shetima says that, look, um, it's not just, um, you know, uh, security agencies or security agency campaigns that will fix this problem. You know, that this is something that, um, you know, you will have to have like a mixed approach for not just like military intervention, but also like non-military type of in intervention. So... Uh, it's a conversation worth having and everyone's sharing their two piece, their two cents about it. I'd love for you to share yours as well. 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. Hello, thanks for calling us. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3, hello. Oh, that's unfortunate. Call me back, please. 99.3. Sandra. Yes. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking this call. This is Michael calling from Lekki. Welcome, Michael. Talk to me. 
Oh, 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 oh,